0: Welcome to KFab, the podcast. It's a podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Katie, I'm so glad you're back. Yeah, welcome back. I missed y'all so much. We missed you. We did miss you.
1: It had a totally different vibe. It did. It had a very drunk vibe. I loved that.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, it was very entertaining to listen to on the plane. I didn't know
0: it would happen, and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And then we had pizza after, and I made uh, people drive me to make sure everything was safe. So oh, we, we
2: went good. and got pizza, and we saw the SpaceX launch. Yeah. Oh we, yeah. Yeah. And we talked about gentle lights in the sky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love all of. That. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're feeling better. I do yes. want to say for those listening, this is Christina. Uh, my voice is going to be even froggier and deeper than normal because I have a little bit of a chest. Cold. I'm covered in vapor rub, so if you want to get the full effect of the podcast, I highly recommend putting some vapor rub on because that's what everyone else is smelling. I'm mm-hmm. sure.
2: Get some vapor rub and some uh, day old sparkling wine, and you'll be like right in the room with us. Exactly. exactly. Also,
1: when I was younger, I thought it was vapor rub, not vapor rub. That seems Just like an random. easy mistake. Yeah, honestly. Well, that's what they want you to think of, right? Mm-hmm. Vapor. The vapors. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I might cough, but I'm going to try to not do it into the mic. That's That's my promise to you and to producer Mike primarily. Speaking of producer Mike, let's introduce him. Hi.
3: Hey.
0: Hey. Uh, So, producer Mike is our producer of the podcast. He does an excellent job. He puts together our wrestling news. He is a lifelong wrestling fan, and we are new wrestling fans, which you should all know by now, but in case you don't, this is your first time tuning in. That is our general vibe. So, occasionally, we'll throw it to Mike to help us understand certain elements of this Really fascinating, multi-layered universe. So yeah.
2: much, so much happening in this universe that we just don't know. Yeah. Um, so, Katie, while you were gone, Mike got upgraded to a microphone. I he did. it was big news. I legit
1: heard because I could
2: hear
0: yeah. him talking. He barely used it. It's I know okay. he did. It was respectful because Mike's only allowed to speak for ten seconds at a time, mm-hmm. or we play a sound effect. That's true. Yep.
1: Um, it was very entertaining that it still went almost over completely time wise oh with my just God. two people.
2: It was really. It was not just, it
0: was the news part. Because I listened to it. It was not 45 minutes was it oh no
2: we got excited about it but listen get ready because i fear that that tonight that baton will pass to me so if this is a three and a half hour episode oh no this is okay okay okay, well mine's pretty short all right (laughs) well let's get into it then let's Let's get into the wrestling news yeah this is going to be some some kind of tonal whiplash here but we have to acknowledge uh so we're recording this on uh monday night Mm the 22nd of October, and literally what just happened on Raw was that Roman Reigns uh, said he was vacating the WWE title because um, he has leukemia, and he was diagnosed uh, 11 years ago, he said, but it has come back, so he's going to step down to take some time for his health. Um, Micro, obviously, this is a developing story, and there are very few details, but it's really sad. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. It's horribly sad. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think that we give Roman a lot of shit. A lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think it is out of like a good nature. Like, we don't. Actually, wish these people harm in any capacity. Oh yeah. Um. And so I want to. But I also feel like it's it's disingenuous not to mention that that we have also in the past like made fun of him.
2: Oh yeah. It was like the funnest fandom to jump onto is the like everyone who's him for no reason. It's not like it's
0: just us that we just like randomly picked. Like that's part of what his character is. And as as Dave said when he came on, uh, Roman's like a really nice, sweet dude, and like super fun loving, and is like eating and drinking and hanging out with his family and like is a nice person
1: and so. Yeah, and you saw him be that person um, in the ring tonight. Yeah. In the video. Yeah, Katie cried. I did, I I absolutely cried. When he talked about how like he didn't have a home and he didn't have money and stuff and the WWE took him in, I was like, yeah, I'm sure that's how a lot of them feel. That it's like, this is where they feel like they belong.
2: Yeah. So I mean, we're we're sending him lots of good thoughts. Yeah. Um, good thoughts and vibes and all the stuff that you're
0: supposed to send and uh, yeah. hope he gets better soon. Yeah. So lighter news. Let's just pivot again. Yeah. Let's hard, just go hard on this roller coaster of emotions here.
2: This is going to be a real carnival ride. Yeah. <laughs> it truly is.
0: <laughs> um, so, in lighter news. On NXT, Christina's boyfriend Alistair Beck has made his triumphant return after being mysteriously attacked.
2: Oh, did his you hear me start smi- You
0: can hear me start smiling yes. as yes. I read it. Um, I'm so fucking excited.
2: <laughs> that means we get to see him. Yeah, he's on yeah. a
0: mission to find out who attacked him. And the way I feel about it is I'm really happy he's back. I'm really excited to see how this storyline plays out. It seems very silly. And do you think he, they'll do the
1: arrows and do like multiple videos? Oh, like, like the- This is the person that we think it is this week. Tune in next week for I a vote. We like. love it. And more, <laughs> most
0: importantly, we are going to NXT TakeOver. Uh, like a week after I turn 30 and I get to see him in person Uh-huh. I'm so excited and check out some
2: of that sweet sweet merch oh I'm gonna totally I'm gonna get, we're all uh-huh. gonna get some myself crazy t-shirts buy some
1: overpriced presents oh yes <laughs> For my sure. Bank of America is gonna be like uh, NXT NXT <laughs> they're gonna NXT. be like what's your is car this stolen? You? <laughs> yeah <laughs> truly someone's Identity saying that yeah uh, someone's at the Staples Center buying a lot of merch with your car yeah, yeah. you're like I needed the tote why are there not Nine Finn purchases on here randomly. Ooh, I hope it's itemized. <laughs> Even that though way. it wouldn't be, but I know. But that would
2: be funny if they itemized it by wrestling. I just had to wrestler. mention our boyfriend
1: once in I this know. podcast.
2: Yeah. He's been really
1: funny on social media recently. Has he? Has. he? Yeah. Okay. All right. In other news, we'll, we'll last talk about week that after. Yeah. <laughs> was <laughs> SmackDown's thousandth episode, and the highlights are the Big Show made a surprise return to interfere in the tag title match between the New Day and the bar, costing the New Day their titles. (gasps) Katie, you're a big New Day fan. How do you feel about this? What do we think about the big show? He's a big show. He's a big show.
0: dude. I don't know if... uh, You'd go first, but I have a story about the big show. Ooh, I want to hear this first, and then I'll give my viewpoint. All right, great. I don't know if I've told this on air, but I went to a... uh, (laughs) One of my friends surprised me with tickets to a dog show. Like where they like have corgis yeah. parading and all that shit, and the fucking big show was there, sitting in the front row, and he was enormous, and he was just like but doing babies. doing bits about the dogs <laughs> with the people he was sitting next to, and he was sitting next to some woman from Vanderpump Rules. I don't watch. I don't know who. When it was, was What's this? it Lisa like, Vanderpump? Yeah, Derpump? it had to have been. It wasn't Lisa. Well, does she have the two small dogs? Yes. Yes. Oh, then it maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't watch the show. I don't. I truly don't. Isn't have. one
2: of them, Giggy. <laughs> Yes, Gigi uh-huh. is the one that always wears clothes. She has yep. a small
0: husband, too, right? Yes, she yes. does. All right, they were all there, and oh the God. big show was doing dog bits with them. That's and amazing. It was, oh, and it was hosted. <laughs> who is it hosted by? I don't remember now. It was very insane, the host. I'll look it up later. Oh, yeah? I wanted to say Alan Thicke, but it's that. It's in that vein of celebrity. Oh,
2: no, it was- It's um, the other guy who does the the national dog show that they air on Thanksgiving, right? I don't know. It was... um,
0: It might be, but it was... uh, He was on Seinfeld as the guy that, like, Elaine worked for. The catalog guy. Jay Peterman.
2: Oh! Oh, Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was Jay Peterman, and he was the host, and it was fucking amazing. Anyway, that's my... Oh, that sounds awesome. That's my, my angle of the big show. I like him a
2: lot because of that. I thought it was very funny. Oh, yeah. That's really great. But, like... God
0: okay, damn it! He
1: cost
2: the New Day their title.
1: That I'm, is I'm a definite, not happy.
0: That's a definite chink in his and armor. And also, for I'm sure. just
1: looking at the bar right now. Do this. I hate their move. Dual move. Yeah, it's but dumb. also with their like diaper man, it look their diapers look even more diaper than usual. Yeah, than this. they're very um
2: thick thick men (laughs) they are i'm not that's not even like any type of like trying to shade them they're just very large i looked at them right now and i'm like these are wide individuals in this
1: ring absolutely there's a lot of body mass they're they're the type that like when they take their socks off there's like a huge indent (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like on the leg yeah you can see what pattern the sock was
2: oh man i have to Okay, I'm so glad we have an explanation for this GIF. Yeah. During a segment, the entire McMahon family got in the ring and danced. It was weird. I, w- I was just looking over here and seeing this swing <laughs> dance, and I was like, is that Stephanie McMahon? And indeed it is. I also have to say, my sister-in-law was at this show, by the way, guys. Really? Yeah. Um, she went for, Why? Her, she went for her job. Uh-huh. And uh, she she was... Um, she said she had a good time. Rey Mysterio was her favorite, so we also have a gif of Rey Mysterio here. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah, she said she really liked him. Oh yeah. Um, what song was playing when they did this little dance? Was it Mambo Number Five?
3: It was like <laughs> generic royalty free. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: Can you imagine if it was like one of the wrestlers' theme songs? That would just <laughs> you know be what's so strange. You know what's so weird is I do feel like Vince McMahon loves
0: dancing. He seems like that kind of guy where he's like. I'm a great dancer and
1: you're like yeah he's he does
0: oh sucks.
2: he takes he, he thinks he like knows the foxtrot and he doesn't know the foxtrot
0: yeah mm-hmm. or even just like current moves I bet he tries the floss and stuff and oh. just like such a terrible I fucking hate We'll we all need to stop we'll get flossing. into that during my yeah. segment all right how much i hate vince mcmahon
1: i thought you were gonna say how much you hate flossing i was like well, okay
0: i don't really <laughs> have an opinion it's for the kids let the kids do yeah, the kid thing that's how
1: i feel just about baby shark why adults listening to that you know i don't even know what that is baby and shark? i don't
0: want to know
2: we'll tell you later it'll be in our our off the air segment where we talk about finn's social media and baby shark all yeah all right let's just aquatic yeah Okay, so Rey Mysterio finally returned to the WWE after four years. Holy shit, really? Why was he
0: gone for four years, Mike, in 10 seconds
2: or less? He was just wrestling elsewhere. Oh. Oh, but that was great. Very timely. Good job. Uh, He faced Shinsuke Nakamura for the right to enter a tournament at a pay-per-view. What? Okay. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about the one that we are. I was like, what are we philosophically? See, that's how much I'm refusing to talk about it i forgot about it entirely the right to enter yeah let's read the one. full sentence mm-hmm. so it makes sense yeah. so <laughs> I, I stopped mid-sentence and figured it out and didn't continue okay <laughs> so ray mysterio returned after four years to face shinsuke nakamura for the right to enter a tournament at a pay-per-view we philosophically refuse to talk about or cover yes great the end yes uh ray mysterio seems cool i think his mask is awesome yeah. i i love anyone who does acrobatics Yeah, me too. Uh, My sister-in-law likes him, and she's one of the coolest people I know, so I trust her. That's great. Yeah, he seems light on his feet.
0: Yeah, he does. Got some cool moves. Welcome. Welcome. Yep. All right. Finally. Katie, you want, to, you want to take this because this is your interest. Yes, Well, it's everyone's, but
1: you know. Finally, the supergroup Evolution, not to be confused with the pay per view, comprised of oh, yeah. Triple H, Randy Orton, Felski. He's the screwdriver guy. <laughs> Ric Flair, the one who put it through his ear. Okay, uh-huh. he's Charlotte's dad, <laughs> and Dave Bautista, Felski. He plays Drax in the Marvel him. movies, oh. but used to be a wrestler. During their segment, Batista teased at a possible WrestleMania match between he and Triple H. But more importantly, this week, we all found out that Christina thinks Triple H is hot, which leads to the brand new segment. <laughs> Explain why he's hot.
2: Whoa. I love this we got right. like ha- a real bag of chickens picture
1: right there yeah it is. yeah also can we like have music
2: of
0: like
1: you know like show tunes music <laughs> certainly
0: all right explain why he's hot felsky of 60 seconds to explain why he's hot without us making fun of you i wrote uh some notes i wrote one fuck you mike to 44%, so okay, so here's what happened. In our last week, I said that Triple H looked hot in the suit, which he did. It was the first time I found him attractive, right? That's 100% true. And then I went out afterwards and I was like, wait, he is hot and I don't know why this is funny. And so then I looked through the history of it and I was like, all right, great. Like he's totally goofy and I get it like emotionally why he wouldn't be, right? But then I put a, I put a poll on my Insta story You can follow me. Yeah, no, don't, it's private. Anyway, so I put a poll on my Insta story uh, and asked if he was hot and if he was sexy. And I gotta say that a lot of people did not think he was hot, but 44% thought he was sexy. And it was like a huge chunk. It was only a difference of two people found him not sexy and they were men, so they barely count, uh, hetero men. And so they barely count. And so I think now I would like to revise. He's not hot, but he definitely has sex appeal in the daddy uh dominant BDSM way. <laughs> so, um that's my angle and it's current old man. I don't want to see him shirtless and I'm sure it's weird, but yeah, it's current. it is weird we're looking at it. No, it's current like the man has aged pretty uh, well considering I don't know young Triple H and no thanks. And also we found out he has like a fake voice. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you this go is and then i go. All I
2: was going to say is, uh, this gif, who is he with? Who's the other blonde man? Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have known that. My God. Yeah, you super should this have. This is how that fast a- I forget. I have a goldfish memory for all of these white wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway... <laughs> seeing him with hair is perhaps the most startling part of this for me
1: that's that's my thought yeah what is your thought um my thought is that he's like page 10 on like a porn help video (laughs) because If it's like rated, he's like down on page 10. Like people like, they got to scroll for that.
0: Yep. You know what I mean? You're not wrong. Look, I've just, I think that it might be social conditioning that has taught me that he's hot because he does look like so many porn actors.
1: Yeah. Where Um, I'm like, I guess I like this because it's my choice. And it's like, I mean, that's like hyper masculine feeling too. Like Which yeah. also I we all know I'm a big fan of hyper masculine. Yeah. He does in look this way, like, not toxic, uh, hyper. chip from uh Magnolia, what is it? Fixer Upper there a little bit, doesn't he? Oh Chip Gaines? Yeah, doesn't he look like Chip Gaines a little bit? I don't know. I think what so. That yeah is. if we
2: if we uh, yeah, if you cover. No I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Look like he's gonna put in some shiplap. lap. Yeah he does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, that's the segment. Uh-huh that was a good segment we should make this a weekly thing we should every week i have to say the same thing all right well i don't know maybe our feelings will evolve (gasps) i hope so mine did that's one of my
1: favorite gifts
2: Oh, really? It's On always shows slide? up. Yes. Well, are we ready to get into it? I'm going to try to oh, yeah. speed through this. Guys, I wrote, happy Halloween. It's Edge. Yay! Yay. So this is very exciting to me. I have some gifts. I have gifts of Edge looking mischievous in the ring. Love mm-hmm. it. Him bouncing a tiny soccer ball off the head of poor Paul Bearer.
0: Love Paul Bearer. I
2: know. Uh, and him with Lita. Yes. Walking nice. into the ring, yes. uh, which we're really going to get into. Yes, we are so y'all oh my gosh uh adam joseph copeland what a name was born in orangeville ontario canada on october 30th 1973 so like almost happy birthday <gasps> and also he's a scorpio oh Felsky. no wonder
0: lita because mm.
2: uh. yep. he wanted to be a wrestler from childhood like many of these people would cover mm-hmm. he went to wrestlemania uh, six and watched Hulk Hogan and The Ultimate Warrior and was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, when he was 17, he won an essay contest at his local gym. I wrote question mark. Ah. <laughs> and the prize was wrestling training with Sweet Daddy Seeky and Ron Hutchison. I don't know. What the hell Jim was like, write me an essay to determine your worth as a wrestler. That's so
0: bizarre. I know,
2: but like, interesting. Yeah. So... Adam knew he wanted to wrestle, and he trained a bit, but he put those dreams on hold for a while to go to college and pay the (coughs) bills. Uh, He he had a a single mom, and he said he had to work to support her for a while. So he got back into wrestling in the early 90s, and he started competing throughout Canada and the U.S. as, I kid you not, Sexton Hardcastle. Yes. That is
1: an amazing Isn't that a great name. name? It's your
2: first pet in
0: the street you grew up on. Exactly.
2: It is. <laughs> Fuck uh, yes. So under that name, he wrestled with Joe E. Legend as a tag team called Sex and Violence. Scorpio, baby. Ooh, Ooh, very Scorpio. Not so, into that name. Uh, yeah. I found a couple of pictures of him from his young days. So you can see he had a glorious mane of like wavy blonde, late 80s, early 90s hair. It's true um, surfer. I couldn't yeah. really find much Eyes. that showed, like, his his look, but he seemed to just kind of wear whatever leggings were around. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Really? Um, it was mostly about the hair, and this is where I'm going to confess, not so much in these pictures, but as he goes on, I think he's kind of hot. No, he is. Ooh, we're going to get into it. Um, Scorpio. Yeah, I'm gonna say this 80 times
0: during <laughs> it, and it's gonna remain
2: true. I, it will be true every time. Yeah. So by 1996, Sexton Hardcastle I can't was wrestling in the in WWF house shows as Sexton Hardcastle. I can't. <laughs> he was getting paid $210 per week without a contract. What? WTF but WWF apparently paid his outstanding college debt to the tune of 40 grand. Wow. Bring it back. Which like, really goddamn, like, yeah, that's great. Cool. So, He got a contract with the WWF in 1997. He completed training with them and made his debut on Raw in June 1998 as Edge. Mm. Per Wikipedia. Yeah. A loner character who entered the arena through the crowd for his matches. This had been preceded by weeks of vignettes for the character, which included him aimlessly walking around the city streets and assaulting innocent pedestrians. Cool. (laughs) Copeland took the name Edge from an Albany radio station. never (laughs) never found out what that I guess the radio station was probably called The Edge and I bet it played Nirvana, that's my guess Mm -hmm. I would would
0: bet money on that
2: yeah, Uh, so later he became known as the R-rated superstar and the master manipulator Mm. So he was Edge uh, from the jump when he started wrestling in the U.S. And you can see this is his... This is this picture is literally from his debut. Mm. Uh, they The announcer for you, they're like, he's a weird loner character, this young man. Uh, but he wore basically a gothic cross necklace and he had uh, kind of Celtic crosses on his leggings when he came in and like a sheer button-up shirt that was open when he came into the ring. And that was his vibe. So he already had some kind of mall goth shit going yeah. on. Yeah. Scorpio. <laughs> so guys, this is when things get very much goth. Um Edge got involved in a feud with the vampire wrestler. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Gangrel? Gangrel? Uh is it a long A or a short A? Isn't it the Gangrel. Isn't that the bad guy on the Smurfs? That's Gargamel. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Not that far off. No, you're pretty close. I
2: don't know about that. So, (laughs) uh, Gangrel and uh, Edge and Edge's kayfabe brother, Christian, his Uh. IRL very good friend, became an alliance called The Brood. Yes. Oh, the brood amazing. was straight up a group of vampires, mm-hmm. though the announcers apparently usually said they were living a gothic lifestyle, <laughs> which I fucking love. They're like, no, they're just living a gothic lifestyle. Oh, um, that's what Christians want you to think. <laughs> I have video of their entrance, we'll put in the show notes. Um, but since we can't watch that now, their entrance. They typically entered the arena through a ring of goddamn fire carrying a chalice of blood. Yeah, they emerged holding a chalice of blood. <laughs> Uh, They would drink from the chalice and spit blood into the crowd. Uh, They were also into giving their opponents a, quote, bloodbath before matches, meaning the lights would go out, red lights would flash, and then the lights would come back up to reveal their opponent covered in blood. I love it so much. Uh, So this is their entrance, and this is them. And this is very much like, hello, we have just watched Anne Rice's interview with Mm -hmm. the vampire, and we're all wearing the big, big shirts. And some of them wrestled wearing fake vampire teeth from time to time which is fucking insane. You know what it could be is they got like a mouth mouth gear
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and then just got the things added so it's like no? They were
2: cheaper looking than that in the footage. Oh, really? I they saw. looked like the
0: plastic ones. Did they get them the plastic ones from the yeah. supermarket?
2: They were bad. Oh, like, wow. These were like not the most expensive looking costumes I've seen, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, their chalice was like clearly a Party City plastic cup with like plastic, yes. like fake metal work on it. I like it. Uh, so the brood feuded with The Undertaker, yeah. our very own Art Checks. Uh, before eventually joining his Ministry of Darkness. <gasps> this is where I started screaming out loud doing my research the other day. Yeah, And I can't get into it. Way what? too much to get into. But let's just say that the storyline involved frequent beatings to prove their loyalty and a faux hanging of the big boss man at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah what and also this was a match in which they were lowered onto the roof of the cage while this man was fake hung underneath them hanged i suppose when we were referring to that act so this is him during this time yes these faces exactly are the right faces you should be making this is we're just getting into it i like it so much um so he wore he was the only colorful one like the other two members of the brood would wear like Black pants and a white shirt, as if they were Tom Cruise in Interview with a Vampire, Mm -hmm. and he would wear a kind of long Matrix-style steampunk (laughs) coat, like Oakleys, a little stud necklace, and these like magenta pants that sort of have flames on them.
0: I am also they're actually
2: really good, and I was shocked that he was wearing something this colorful when the other two dudes are looking like. Just someone you never would go on a second date They're with. They're the chorus in a musical. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are in the, that terrible Dracula musical. Mm-hmm. No offense to anyone who likes it, but it bad. <laughs> I won't sing it. Um, so... Time for the trademark glossing over. Uh, Edge just like hung around for years, joining various factions, making friends, etc. He usually stuck with Christian, and they usually found success as a villainous duo. Mm. They were known for their five-second pose. They would pose in the ring for five seconds to allow for photos. So this picture right here is the two of them doing a five-second pose. I watched a lot of footage of this, and it was wildly funny every single time. It's so... He's they doing do, Ken
0: doll hands.
2: Yeah. Like, they would do, like, action poses, and they would be like, this is for you who have good cameras. And it was... It's really good. Was I'm
1: scrolling and clicking, yeah. like, very quickly. That's so I'm, funny. And I'm really into... it. you know I love
2: heels. This is in uh, the late 90s. Okay, so digital yep. camera. Yeah. So they would be, like, some big-ass, like... Mm-hmm. canon
1: point and shoot, yeah the yeah. one that had the flip out screen yes you twist yeah, exactly yeah, sure. mm-hmm.
2: <coughs> so uh edge went solo officially in the early oh, 2000s wow. again too much to cover here lots of feuds mm-hmm. he shaved Kurt Angle's head once yeah <laughs> you know the drill so this is that he shaved was Kurt that? Angle's head it was a hair versus hair match which oh, we now know about was There's that when so he originally moves. went
0: bald oh that's smart way to do it mm-hmm
2: uh i think he was at the the before pictures indicate that he maybe would have elected to shave his head soon anyway shall we say yes uh, that's a good way.
0: That's cool. That's fun.
2: Yeah, it was nice. And it was like a good, you know, kayfabe mm. way to do it. Yeah. Uh, at WrestleMania 21 in 2005, he won the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, shit. Wow. He was known for his tables, ladders, and chairs matches. Yeah. Lots of hardcore stuff, Katie. Mm-hmm. I thought you would like him. Yes. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with the Hardy Boys as <laughs> yes, well. Yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> he participated in something called a brass knuckles on a pole match, which is another point where I screamed
1: out loud. Brass Guys, knuckles, on, grass knuckles a on a pole
2: match, real quick. What do you yeah. think that is?
1: I mean, I assume that there's a lot of injuries and spikiness and... um they beat the
0: shit out of each other in a way. I think it's when a kid gets his tongue stuck on the pole in the Christmas
2: story and then everyone tries to free him using brass knuckles. You know what? You guys are actually both really close. Wow. Um, I was like, surely this can't be one of those things where it's literal. Surely this is a dark match thing versus a ladder match thing. Uh huh. No, no. It's a ladder match thing, not a dark match thing. There is literally a pole with brass knuckles suspended from it. And whoever gets them down first gets to use them in the match league (laughs) Like a dark tetherball? Yeah. But also, this is... Guys, this is a subset of Match called the Blank on a Pull... They could put any fucking thing on that pole. You so can this visit. is like a
1: maypole in this the is, sense. This is yeah, it is.
2: And one of the of us
1: <laughs> Katie, <laughs> I did do the maypole dance when I oh, was really? in high school. So this is like <laughs> I don't even know what that so is. Tormenting. Oh,
2: you like weave a fun ribbon pattern. It's a fertility dance. What for do Wendy's. you dance
0: around the pole with yes, a bunch yeah. of women? It's like that thing I see in witchy drawings?
1: Basically, yes. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, more religious and conservative though. I think mm-hmm. we're definitely sure. going
2: to I I Ugh, we should just have a whole episode where we break down different types of insane matches. I will say the Wikipedia entry for blank on a pole match also included as one of the examples, the name of a woman. And I can't remember who it was, but oh, I was- Oh no. I know. So apparently yeah, it was just sometimes- The name of a woman on a pole. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, what it a beautiful like... indie film that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, apparently sometimes other wrestlers are the thing on the pole that you can get and use so anyway that's blew my god you know DMIT. what they should
0: do is they should put brawn on it and then it should just fo- on a pole? it should just fold in half
2: <gasps> just snap <gasps> like a bendy straw and... oh, anyway this, the last picture on here is just him getting the first he's cashing in the first briefcase from the first oh, wow. ever money do you the think bank. the briefcase
1: mm-hmm. then was as good as it is now or do you think shows like deal or no deal made the briefcase a better situation I think wow. deal or no deal really you know, upped our I think they hand. did
0: I think deal or no deal we don't even know the, <laughs> the scope of its influence Yet.
2: Uh, <laughs> the most important thing it's done is given us Meghan Markle. So yes. God bless it. Uh, he, this is where he started wearing these leggings that said the R-rated superstar oh. on the side of them. Rated
3: R superstar.
2: Rated R superstar. Listen, I got dyslexia, it's okay, it happens. I forgot what it was because it wasn't written in front of me, and this picture is too small for me to read it off its We've
0: already established Sarah's a goldfish.
2: I'm a goldfish. Mm -hmm. Uh, So much stuff in my brain, I can't maintain all this. Mm -hmm. So in early 2006, Edge cashed in his Money in the Bank contract to challenge John Cena for the WWE Championship, and he won. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next night, Edge said he was going to celebrate his win by having hot, unbridled sex in the middle of the ring with his then-girlfriend, Lita. They apparently engaged in foreplay, who knows what that means, until Ric Flair... I know what that means. Who he... Oh, okay, good. We're going to get into it. Until Ric Flair, who he was feuding with, interrupted them, called Edge a disgrace, and said he was horrible in the sack. Uh, the also whole thing... Also an
1: inspiration to center stage, you know?
2: yes oh my god the bed dance <laughs> yes it's truly this iconic It's like the bed dance it does look like the bed dance I remember that and that's like so and then they have all the great shots of all the people in the audience being like oh my god <gasps> scandalous this student performance and also like yeah because that was her teacher simulating truly, ballet sex on stage truly fucked
0: up this yep. is now
2: a center stage podcast um <laughs> I love that movie so much me too it's very good uh the whole thing devolved into a fight that culminated in John Cena attacking Lita gross I'm sure we're gonna get into oh it so Let's I have this that. picture of the the thing and they had a bed center stage and like st- I don't. He. I didn't put in a grocer picture where he was like humping her doggy style. I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilered. Right. I'm doing Lita later. Yeah, which is good clear. because I. This is the yeah. only time I touched on her during this. so yeah. This is. It's going to be good to talk more about her because I felt really bad being like. He humped her, and now I'm not going to address her again. I checked
0: yeah. yours to make sure we didn't. Oh,
2: good. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm gonna. I'm gonna say about her now since you're covering her. Mm. I, all I can say is they were dating at the time. Um, It's still Mm -hmm. fucked up Fabe or IRL
0: Oh just wait Oh okay It's mainly for you Oh good (laughs) Uh, So You're gonna really You're gonna experience a lot This episode There's a lot of
2: feelings Um, So but this was not The only bizarre romantic storyline That Edge (laughs) was involved in No no in one storyline, Edge was engaged to SmackDown General Manager Vicky Guerrero.
3: <laughs>
2: Despite cheating on her with their wedding planner, Alicia Fox. Yes. And, and Imagine match in which The Undertaker threw him threw the ring into a pit of fire. Yes. They got married. Uh, on screen, obviously. Mm. Uh, but Edge kept saying rude things to her, and eventually she stepped down as GM. And then he said he'd only married her because she had power as the GM and divorced her. Ooh. We've come a long way since 2006, haven't yes, we? we? Have. So this is a picture of their wedding. And once you can see, he wore a white suit that in uh, WWE tradition did not fit him whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and she was wearing... Uh, uh, yeah, their typical mid 2000s princess dress
1: sure mm-hmm. with a short veil
2: a real baby veil but mm-hmm. you don't want to trip on that in the ring you don't you got enough going on there's fire everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's your wedding day yeah <laughs> Uh,
0: that's a so, standard wedding thing, isn't it? I mean okay, it's part of my plans. The
2: Undertaker threatening to spike you into a pit of fire beneath the ring. I would love um, nothing guys. more
0: than Katie coming out in a jumpsuit <laughs> and wrestling Alex in a ring of fire.
2: Uh, I hope that does happen. In yeah, if wedding. you could figure that out. In between your beautiful vows. Sarah. We and got and I two just years
0: to <laughs> figure it out, guys. <laughs> Sarah and I walk up ceremoniously with candles and light the ring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're readying ourselves into your wedding. Uh so quick shout out to our good friend. Friend, Paul Bearer. Yay. And Edge once kidnapped him to get to Kane.
1: <laughs> I love it. You gave a shout out before that. Yeah,
2: quick shout out, Paul. hope you're doing well in heaven. Uh, sorry about that time. Edge kidnapped you to get to to ba- to get to Kane. Uh, then, so he did a bunch of shit like run over a dummy of Paul Bearer. Uh, being like, I'm going to return him and then coming out with an empty wheelchair and being like, ha, 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 because he had him tied up in a wheelchair. Um. So he kept like taunting Cam with like dummies and body doubles and like. How and long does this. this go on for? Do you know? Oh, just a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have some highlights Poor that I'll Paul Bear. also put in the show notes that includes <laughs> includes him <laughs> running over this dummy, and it's 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 good, pretty funny content. I wish they did more stuff in the parking lot these days because every time it gets me and even up to uh recent stuff like um braun stroman flipping kevin Owens' sedan in the parking lot i really enjoyed that i wish they did more parking lot bits
1: i'm all for parking lot bits yeah mm-hmm.
2: but like once again i think he's hot
1: he's hot here yeah, yeah. oh i yeah.
2: mean goddamn
1: yeah right? he gets
0: he gets hot he oh, also ages well
1: what? yeah okay earlier i looked at Mike and was like how in hell no but he gets hot later that, one, that one right, right there, there that's like a cw actor i know he
2: looks like a cw daddy i put that in because CW i thought we'd all daddy. like it like it's yeah yes. you know one of the daddies that they got uh-huh. on there
0: he do or a guidance counselor
2: oh yeah who
0: yeah fucks an 17-year-old and, eight, yeah. 17 year old we and know Christina all. has to stop watching the show. Ugh, so many CW shows I pulled
2: that stunt. It's very weird. Uh, by 2011, Edge, RCW daddy, was diagnosed with cervical spinal stenosis. Oh, shit. Ooh. So doctors wouldn't clear him rightfully to wrestle Mm -hmm. because he was a high risk of paralysis or even death if he fell the wrong way. Wow. So he stopped wrestling, I wrote, duh, but still made sporadic appearances on WWE shows. Most recently, he appeared on SmackDown 1000 to further the Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch feud. Becky Lynch he was just there to interview her but at the end of it when he was like leaving she's like don't break your neck on the way out of the ring and everyone was like and just like lost their minds because it was um, they're still trying to make her a heel yeah Yeah. but like everyone loves her and also everyone knows that he stopped wrestling so his head wouldn't fall off Um, Those Ken doll
0: poses make more sense yes, now. Either
1: that pop or that he had a choker. Like oh, the, uh, like the green ribbon? Yes, oh. the green ribbon that just destroyed my life when oh I was kid. Oh my younger. God, the most yeah.
0: haunting tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was with you for so many years and the ribbon never came undone.
2: <laughs> Which is truly about like... Now let me show you how it pops right off. Truly. Oh. Yes. So mm-hmm. scary. Um, so Edge was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012. His wife, Beth Phoenix, uh-huh. uh, was also inducted in 2017. They're the only real-life couple in there. Cool. Which is kind of cool. So I got some pictures of him. This is him making his uh, retirement announcement over here. He still Aww. had the long hair. He looks sad. He does. I know. But this is him more recently. He's got the short hair, and it looks really good. Yeah, it does. I yeah. think he's very attractive. And this is him at his uh, WWE induction. Mm. Um, he's, a, he's a good-looking fella. But more importantly, guys... Hole. He a good dad.
0: Oh, my God. Yay. So yes.
2: this is... Uh, my uterus. From So, you know, Pierce Morgan was tweeting some bullshit about how it's not Ugh. masculine to carry your babies, and fuck that man. So in response... God, that guy sucks. I know, he's trash. Yeah. But in response, uh, Edge tweeted this picture of him with his two daughters, and he's dressed in uh, his wife's Elsa costume for Halloween, and he's like, this probably threatens you. Like, deal with it. Um, nice. Oh. And this is him... Uh, talking to, to Becky. He does have longer hair now, and that is because he plays a Viking on the TV show Vikings.
1: Whoa! <laughs> That's awesome. Good for,
2: good yeah. for Edge. Mm-hmm. So he's doing really well. He's still
1: like... I really hope he's not doing his own stunts. Though.
2: I know. I don't yeah, think seriously. he is. He's like podcasting. He's raising his kids. <laughs> he's like making some <clears throat> wrestling appearances. Good. And uh, by all accounts, it seems like he came out of the Attitude Era okay. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Edge. That was... I mean, I really was just the the barest amount I could talk about. He has lived a life, but yeah, you, I love him. You really synthesized that well. Yeah, I know that was you. awesome. I only went for the the things
1: that that really tickled me. Well, <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna be pretty short and sweet because she's she's done a lot, but she hasn't done a lot in the WWE and NXT world. So. Mm-hmm. There's like weird timelines. So I'm doing Candace LeRae. Yay. Yay! Oh, she's so great. Okay, Candace Gargano, born September 29th, 1985. So that makes her a... What's 29th? Uh,
0: a, I believe that's Leo, or I'm sorry, Libra.
1: Libra. Libra. Yeah. All right, so I feel like we needed empowerment this week and we fucking got it. This is one of those moments where fashion doesn't really matter. She's just like, a true badass and p.s there's gonna be blood Mm. um i don't really do a trigger warning because i got too fucking excited um well she started wrestling and getting really into it because she was the only girl um in her family and of the cousins so she was the type of girl that did all the wrestling with her siblings and her cousins and got really into it so she started wrestling at six years old
2: oh damn
1: yeah so right now there's a few gifts that I posted because I mostly just did them because she like literally throws herself all over the ring. Cool. Um, so ha uh- Candace spent the first two years of her career wrestling for the Empire Wrestling Federation and the International Wrestling Council. She appeared as a substitute in a round one match at the Chick Fight Tournament in 2004, replacing <laughs> the injured Miss she- Chevius, but lost in the first round to Princess Suki. So... I wanted to go into what a chick fight is because yes. Yes. I was like, yes. good God, this makes me really uh, sad. A yeah. uh, chick fight was originally began as an eight-woman tournament with the first one taking place October 29, 2004 in Hayward, California as part of an all-pro wrestling Halloween Hell Weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh. In 2006, Chick Fight moved to San Francisco, California, which kind of shocked me a little bit Yeah, and ran regularly at the Kaiser Pavilion in San Francisco, Haight-Ashbury District. Huh. And in 2007, the tournament was moved to England and then it closed in 2008. Okay, So this was like basically them being like, a lot of girls want to wrestle. Cool. This is <laughs> what it is.
0: So, so it, it seems like a predecessor to, like, the May Young Tournament.
1: Yeah, in a, in a sense, yeah. But an awful name. Sure. Um, so, as you can tell in these photos, we got a lot going on. Yeah. We've got a lot going on. I like it. I think it's very entertaining. She looks because like because Busy like,
2: Phillips here. Yeah. She does kind <clears throat> of. Yeah. But she had the same kind of cut the whole time to her outfit. Yes, yeah, she did. All right. Do you want to... sorry
1: back to back to candace from Mm -hmm. 2002 to 2008 she wrestled in different promotions wrestling women she continued competing for the promotion throughout 2006 while also wrestling for all pro wrestling and ground zero wrestling in 2007 la branched out to midwestern united states where she competed for insanity pro wrestling and ring of honor Mm. LeRae had two matches in Ring of Honor in August 2007, losing to Sarah Del Rey and Daisy Hayes in dark matches on August 10th and 24th. Ah. And then (laughs) LeRae began wrestling for the alternative wrestling show, AWS, promotion in December 2007. She basically looks like she's wearing a bunch of Old Navy tankinis. Yes. In those pictures. Yes, she does. So... This is when she was working with AWS, and she was kind of all over the place as well. And mm-hmm. this middle one, she's got like a Halloween costume, like Ghostbusters. On. Seems it, Ghostbusters. it looks like, it, like a jail like uh, a
2: security, security guard yep, mm-hmm. or like a like a highway patrol, like a chips.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty
0: much. It's a khaki uh there's a like halter into a strip leading to connect the bottom shorts are those like
1: monokinis is that what it's called? oh yeah the monokinis monokini yeah that's a terrible name yeah you know Um, what white people we have done some bad things to bathing suit names (laughs) yes we have (laughs) and everything (laughs) and everything um so yeah and then the other one she's wearing like a bra basically short shorts and uh fishnets
2: that's like a you know like you made a poison ivy costume in your college dorm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. I kind of like the green one to be honest. Yeah, it's I like the color.
1: It works with her skin tone.
0: It's a really beautiful emerald. Mm-hmm. It's very Aussie to me. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why I like it. I mean, Sarah's definitely on point with that as well. But I don't dislike it. Is no point.
2: It's just the fishnets. Yeah, that sure. making me say that. I mean, it doesn't.
0: It's not a good look. But I don't. It's not sticking out as some things do for in this world
1: yeah a hundred percent (laughs) so uh debuted in pro wrestling gorilla in 2007 where she put together a team to face a team managed by jade chung in an eight-man tag team match where her team was victorious In April 2007, she returned as the valet of Human Tornado. Her first main storyline in the company began later that year in September, when Tornado has been abusing LeRae. She stood up for herself and cost Tornado a match at the 2007 Battle of Los Angeles. That's good. And then after the match, Tornado began to attack LeRae, who was saved by Chris Hero. Mm. (laughs) As a result, Hero and LeRae united to take on Tornado. And in January 2008, Tornado Claudio Castagli- Castagnoli and Eddie Kingstoner Kingston defeated LeRae. Kingstoner. That's a good King one. Kingstoner, Hero and Necro Butcher in a six-person match. So basically, this is when she this is when she started wrestling men oh my god that's so she's an intergender wrestler oh damn so like from then on she basically started wrestling intergender shit yeah um spent the rest of the year in intergender competition facing wrestlers including tj perkins and chuck taylor Mm. oh
2: i feel like you know what? I feel like my husband has shown me footage of her fighting men in a uh, PWG and like getting cut.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. So get ready for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You said there was blood, and I was like, why does this sound A 100 Can we talk about her Nintendo? Yes, that's why I put it on there. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, it yes. is 100%. Look at the buttons.
0: It's a oh. Nintendo controller shorts,
2: which. Very fun. Yeah, They're really cute. Why? Why is her top? Ta- oh, is it the screen?
1: It is the screen. It's just a ah! boob window. <laughs> it's a boob. Yep.
2: You
0: know what? That's that's more purposeful than I gave it credit for, and I'm okay with it now. <laughs> Did you
1: think they were buttons too, or something? No, I was just like, the <laughs> fuck happened with the shirt? Oh it's yeah, like, just like gave up on the shirt, but yeah. love the shorts. No, like yeah. shit,
0: we didn't buy enough silver fabric. Okay, so she's mm-hmm. wearing uh, silver short shorts. that look like a PlayStation controller? They're like, yeah, they're silvery gray. And then the top, it's just a cut off square right over her breasts, which are in a pretty standard looking like black Victoria Secret bra. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then the rest is silver. So it's almost as if they ran out of the silver fabric and they were like...
2: And she wore it backwards. <laughs> yep. Oh, or that too, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's still like the same cut of kind of what she loves, the short mm-hmm. shorts. Mm-hmm. And in these, actually, it's um, it's also like uh, comics. So it's like oh. bang, pow, zap, all this. Oh, cute. So she's a little nerdy girl. Yeah. Cool. That's kind of her vibe. Got it. As she started working with PWG. Cool. Okay, so then... Uh, She began to tag team with the world's cutest tag team. I love it. Uh, Joey Ryan.
0: Oh, the porn star guy with
2: the dicks. Mm -hmm. Oh, our friend with the dicks. Our friend with the dicks.
1: So they actually have been tag teaming from 2013 to 2018. Wow. Yeah. So they're just friends. Yeah, they're like best friends too. Oh, let's. They had that. a YouTube channel for multiple years where they kind of just talked about wrestling and traveling.
2: Oh, cool. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Um. So the next one is the one that I'm going to talk about. This is the, the bloody one. Okay, so Okay. Right, okay. Get ready. This right. is like when when Mike was like, "This is who you should do." I looked this up and watched the whole entire thing. The right. match is like 35 minutes long. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So... Whoa! Oh, this is... Okay, yep. <laughs> In 2014, Candace LeRae and Joy Ryan no. went against the Young Bucks, and halfway through the match, they threw thumbtacks on the ground, real thumbtacks, and put thumbtacks on a shoe and kicked her with the thumbtacks. These were men or women? Men.
2: They're men. Oh, I don't we know. We saw them at PWG.
1: I don't know. Um, I'm into it because she... I mean, it is insane what she did. Okay, She, like, grabs him by the legs. She had all these different moves. And one of them that they all continue to do is, like, a pimp slap to each other. Mm. And she, like, pimp slaps the out of them and you like hear the smack like she's someone who's like yeah I'm trying to do this is like I can do this as well just like all the guys and actually deal with it okay like so I'm into it because like she consented to doing it uh contextually got it and so she was like, yeah, bring it on. Like, they knew beforehand that that was going to happen. It wasn't just like a... It was like a black bag, and they dropped all the thumbtacks. It looks like someone skinned her face off.
2: Yeah. It's very, like, the Hills Have Eyes-style horror movie. I will say there's something extra dark about the fact that she's got this cute little rainbow bright I know. outfit on. It's like a white... Is that Ch- And he has is, it, is, too. Is His butt Chicago? has it, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Is this in Chicago? Mm-mm. Oh, I no. thought it was a, the flag.
2: No, no, it's PWG, it's, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, here, yeah, here. She did wrestle with Shimmer, though. So, mm. yeah, but <laughs> no, um, it is truly the most insane thing. And when I was like, "Yeah, I want that like redneck wrestling stuff," uh, this is it a hundred percent.
2: That's getting kicked in the face with a thumbtack shoe yeah. is about so. Then that's
1: wild. she's like posted about it because people are like, "Oh, that's so fake. It's just kayfabe, whatever." Ah, oh! and that was what she posted on her social media. She was like, "Oh, you thought that was fake? Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, and she's done like multiple different fights like that that have just like what other crazy ones? I was like trying to look up some of them that she's done. Oh, I mean, she's
3: just like notorious for this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she this just is the biggest one. Yeah, she we likes th- hardcore matches
1: specifically.
0: Loves.
3: Yeah, she's like willing to do them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cool. The, I, I, we should say what we were just looking at was a picture of all the holes in her face. Yeah, from the thumbtacks, like a close up. I wonder if L- she's look really at the holes. into body modification.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Just because that seems like that same kind of th- where she's like, if she has a high tolerance
1: for pain, specifically. Yeah. It's like it was, it's really cool. There were some interviews that I read on Reddit deep down um, that were basically other wrestlers being like, we just respect the hell out of her. She's yeah. she's one of us and we love wrestling her because it's like, okay, bring it on. And she's so down for it. And she's like thrown and slung and just like gets right back up and is ready to go for it.
0: Damn. Cool. Yeah. Is she very small? Yeah. Yeah, she looks She's She's 5'2".
1: Whoa, Whoa. okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, my God. What a teeny lady. Yeah. So. Cool. On May 3rd, 2017, LeRae made her televised in-ring debut for WWE, participating in a number one contender's battle royale for Asuka's uh, NXT Women's Championship. She was eliminated by Billy Kay. Mm. Oh, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, but in July, she was announced as one of the participants for the Mae Young Classic Tournament. Mm-hmm. She defeated Renee Michelle in the first round on August 28th, uh, Nicole Savoy in the second round, but was eliminated by in the quarterfinals by Shayna Baszler. Oh, but shame this match with Shayna was the coolest thing ever because it's two women that are just like beyond powerful and willing to do whatever to mm. show it and are so proud of what they can do mm. it was i mean it was unbelievable cool. the power and it was really cool and i was talking to mike about this and i was like if they both teamed with Rhonda, it would just be like the most insane thing yeah, of all time yeah yeah, that's really cool. It was really awesome. So, after that, on January 16, 2018, WWE mm-hmm. announced LeRae had signed a contract with the company. Oh, she's so new. She made an appearance at NXT TakeOver Philadelphia in the front row where she intervened in an NXT championship match featuring Johnny Gargano, who mm-hmm. is her husband. Oh. Cute. Yes. <laughs> and champion Andrade Cien Almas. Mm-hmm. stopping Almus's manager, Zelina Vega, from further attacking her husband, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And on April 18th episode of NXT, LeRae defeated Vega in a singles match. And on mm-hmm. July 18th episode of NXT, LeRae was defeated by Kyrie Sane mm-hmm. in a number one contender match for the NXT Women's Champion. There was also included Nikki Cross. Mm. So she is just kind of beginning everything. Um, and one thing that was really interesting since she began NXT, there's a lot of articles about how it's kind of a bummer how they're handling her. <clears throat> um, and it's all about her husband.
2: Yeah, oh, really? They do treat her as a, a thing in the yeah. storyline, I've noticed.
1: Yeah, so there are all these articles that are like, what the hell are they doing? And I guess right now they. Are kind of figuring out what to do with all these like powerhouse women who can do a lot of shit or i don't know they're just still sexist and patriarchal you know i mean that's for sure true but also but i thought nxt would be like a little a more a little bit more progressive you I know feel like
2: through no fault of her own she her personal life has landed her in the midst of this storyline that kind of seems to be sucking out all of the air in NXT in general right now, I will say. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, because Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, as he is also known, uh-huh. has been feuding with this evil Rasputin-looking man. Yeah. Um, Andrade? <laughs> yeah, Andrade. No, and Tommaso Ciampo. Not Andrade Uh This is, yeah, Tommaso yeah. Ciampo is this guy. They've been feuding for what feels like since the dawn of time at this point, forever. And it's gotten really violent and dark and they're like hitting each other with knee braces and stuff. So it's like, that's been the big NXT like title feud. Mm. So I feel like they feel like she has to be involved with that because it's such a huge thing. And in her inter- husband's storyline that it would have to involve her in, if they were going for any type of realism.
1: That's so weird because I feel like they didn't do the same with Bianca Belair and her husband yeah because
2: it does seem like they pick and choose whose actual relationships they want to bring into kayfabe yeah and i think maybe they thought that was a way to start her out since she is so new but it's just like it it just doesn't work and
1: it also doesn't work with her past like how badass she is and when i saw all that stuff and then i saw her promos and you could tell they were keep on egging on like talk about your husband and it was like Look, you've literally put thumbtacks on. Like, someone has kicked you with thumbtacks. Yeah. yeah. Like, this could be really cool to bring you on.
2: Yeah, like, we don't need to put extensions in your hair and have you slap a guy yeah. who's talking bad about your husband. That's really... Yeah. Yeah, but regressive. her hair... It her looks does look good. Yeah. Her,
0: her hair color is phenomenal. Yeah. She
2: looks amazing. They gave her that... that <laughs> their glam squad... It's truly incredible, because mm-hmm. she was always beautiful, but mm-hmm. she looks remarkable.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of my ending, because she's kind of just begun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really want to go and see PWG really bad now.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they, yeah, that's
2: The Young Bucks gone. are still there. Yeah, We saw them. They didn't do a lot, I guess, when we saw them,
1: but they seemed injured. Mm.
0: They seemed injured. They Wait,
1: did. Joey Ryan now is... What is he doing? He's doing annex. Is he doing... What is he doing?
0: Independent.
1: Independent, yeah.
3: You can probably see him in California.
1: Yeah? Cool. Huh? They oh. just seemed like a great tag team.
2: This is so cool, Katie. Yeah. Yeah, good job. She's Thanks. really great. She's very
0: interesting. I'm excited to see what if they develop her further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And make her her own. It would also be fun, though. Maybe they have a whole arc for it where she later, like betrays her husband, like that's very possible. Yeah. They like to do that, which
1: I know. I just want them to like be like she is an independent. Oh totally.
3: I will say wrestling fans are like she should fight Tommaso Chapa. Like we know Yeah, that she she's oh, yeah. yeah maybe that's, that's what that's... fans want, but they're not gonna do it. They don't do intergender stuff. Um,
1: do you think they'd change that? No? Hmm. hmm.
0: Alright, well, there we go. Speaking of a woman defined by a man, uh, Lita, baby. All right. So this is Lita. Yes. (laughs) Hi, Lita. (laughs) She's wearing a shirt that says dysfunctionality on it. She looks Um, like from Coyote Ugly. She absolutely does. So... Uh, She was born as a baby named Amy Dumas, and she was born in Fort Lauderdale on April 14th, 1975, which makes her an Aries, which is a stellar sexual uh, thing with Scorpios, which makes sense for what happens later. Oh, no. So she majored in education at uh, Georgia State University, but dropped out in 1993 because she felt like it was too much like high school. And I just want to mention that because the irony is so funny to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she moved to D.C. and played bass in a bunch of bands and worked as a roadie for a bit before she... Became interested in wrestling after she watched Rey Mysterio, a Mexican luchador, on WCW Monday Nitro with a boyfriend. And then she dumped her boyfriend and moved to Mexico in 1998 to learn more about how to wrestle. So she financed her training by dancing at a club under the pseudonym Misty. And she trained and made several appearances with the Impresa Mexicana de la Lucha Libre. And she came back to the U.S., started working as a valet in the independent circus specific circuit, specifically as Angelica and the Maryland Championship Wrestling, as well as NWA Mid Atlantic, where she first met Matt and Jeff Hardy, <gasps> who offered to train with her. She started dating Matt Hardy pretty soon thereafter. <gasps> and oh my God! Won for six years, Katie's gonna really Katie, it? just buckle up so early her in like the beginning with indie wrestling and stuff she has both blonde hair and then kind of goes for red which is more her signature um, look as she moves forward those bangs yeah they that's like very what my 90s. bangs look like right
2: now because I'm really overdue for a trim and it's like when they get all greasy because you're like pushing them out of
0: your they're face they're like all Nev the time. Campbell bangs
1: it reminds oh, yeah. me of yeah. when you've had a broom for a few too many years <laughs> <laughs> broom
0: bangs absolutely broom bangs um, but yeah, she wears like satin little shorts and bras, pretty much nothing to speak of fashion wise. Oh yeah, especially as we go into ECW. So, in early '99, she was approached by Extreme Championship Wrestling, ECW, and debuted as Miss Congeniality, the on-screen girlfriend of Danny Doring. She used Angelica again and made her pay-per-view debut at heatwave where Doring proposed to her kayfabe-wise. Um, this started off her tendency to get pursued by male wrestlers in kayfabe or just straight up proposed to. She gets proposed to and married several times in kayfabe. <laughs> it's very fucking weird.
2: Wow. Women's lip. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you don't even. All right. Yeah. So Lita was introed. I'm just kind of skimming through this because it is important and I do because she is so defined by the male wrestlers in her life. I want to make sure that we give props where it's due mm-hmm. at least to her career because she did have one before like the shit blew up um that we'll talk about that i keep referring to so she was intro to dory funk jr which is a name of a person wow and he invited her to attend the Funkin conservatory
2: <laughs> oh, of music <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> which
0: she attended alongside 23 men so she was effectively the bachelorette and she finished and returned to the ECW, but Funk and his wife, who was nameless in the Wikipedia, very cool, <laughs> compiled video footage and sent it to WWF so that on November 1st, 1999, she was signed to a WWF developmental deal. So so she was proposed
1: to by the WWF That's yes, basically yes. what it was. Yes, she was
0: proposed to by the <laughs> WWF. Um, here you can see some of her younger outfits, which include, you know, just... Classic sexy LeMay and disco pants. and Oh,
2: we can't go a minute further without talking about this fruit roll-up bra that got on her. Fruit yeah. roll-up bra,
0: 100% Kim Kardashian style. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looks sad in that picture. She, does. she looks she's like trying she's trying to, to be like sassy, uh, no. but she
1: just looks kind of bummed out. I will say those are very, the weird latex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried a latex dress on one time and I couldn't even move. Did it look good? It was very fun to wear for five seconds, but you can't walk in it. Yeah, that's and you a Kardashian like, dress. The puddles of sweat that you get in, There like, was already a lot oh. and I was probably one of multiple women to try it on. Ooh. That's gross.
2: It's You're like welcome. If even Beyonce can't pull off the latex dress without sweating so much in it. Mm-hmm. Can she not? Is that a thing? She wore one to the Met Gala a couple years ago where, where it was like visible sweat in it, which like, I'm uh, not blaming her for that. Yeah. That's not a fabric people are meant to she's wear human. close to their skin. Yeah. Mm, it yes. was nice that she's human. Yeah. She still looked good. I was just like, oh no. Looks uncomfortable. Well, so comfortable.
0: she continues to wear the fruit roll-up style stuff when she uh. debuts with SL Rios. Am I pronouncing that right? Esa Rios. S A Rios. There's an A on it, so it threw me off. S A Rios. So, our girl honed her skills through like WWE's stuff in Florida. And then she was given the ring name Lita and paired with luchador S.A. Rios, who, it's, who she had said previously was her favorite wrestler, which is really nice. nice. What a nice little manifestation there. So she debuted in February 2000 on Sunday Night Heat. Um, they does wrestle- he always have
1: a crotch on his dick?
0: Uh, does he always have a cross on his dick, Mike? I only pulled the photos of them as a tag team. Two for two on this one. (laughs) Yeah. um, Where he does have a crucifix over his penis in both, which... It's just a cross.
2: There's no no Christ on the cross. That's true. It's more Celtic.
0: (laughs) Um, And then she's wearing, you know, standard disco lemay pants and the fruit roll up top and just looks... Overtly sexy. It's mm-hmm. very
2: Britney. It very is very, Brittany. very
0: Britney. The red suit. Absolutely. The oops, I did it again. The oops. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. I thought the old
2: lady threw it into the ocean at the end.
0: Yep.
3: Well, back and got it for it.
0: <laughs> Aw, you shouldn't have. Aw. Oops, I. All right. Uh, so <laughs> that was beautiful. Anyway, they wrestled. I don't know. The stuff that's worth mentioning to me is that she frequently mimicked his moves on opponents right after him. Um, which I think is interesting, and Mike, is that common for people to do? Because it seemed like that was her bit, and I don't know if it was
3: for like a manager to do. Yeah, the only person who really does it is Zelina Vega. Okay, but no, it was she was unique in that way.
0: I yeah, thought. I thought so. T- okay, that's what it seemed to be to me. Um, and so then in May two thousand, she caught Rios cavorting with the Godfather and his hose, um, mm. which is something I really want to put a pin in for later. Uh, And it caused tension between them, the fuck. So Rios turned on Lita and power-bombed her after she accidentally cost him a match, which is normal. And then Lita was joined by the Hardy Boys and became Team Extreme.
2: Wow. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Team Extreme. All right. Is she wearing a Supreme shirt? uh maybe that looks like a supreme box shirt it's very it does so
0: as a member of team extreme lita developed a more alternative image wearing baggy pants with a thong which was hiked up high (sighs) above her pants a whale tail yep during her time with them at the stable during this with this stable she became the only female to ever be physically involved at tables ladders and chairs (gasps) Cool. Yeah. Um, so in June 2000, Team Extreme began a storyline with TNA, and Lita started her on and off again six-year-long feud with their manager, Trish Stratus, who I've also mm-hmm. covered. And after Trish won something, <laughs> again, this is just classic glossing over, Lita began feuding with then-champ Stephanie McMahon, which now, Mike, I have another question. So we knew that Steph wrestled, Stephanie McMahon wrestled, but she did she ever have, like, ring gear? Was she a legit... Because why was she able to be a champion or was she just wearing a pantsuit the whole time as the champion?
3: There was, like, a phase where all the McMahons wrestled and they weren't in, like, wrestling gear, but it was, like, more athletic than what they normally wear.
0: But she's still in her, like...
3: she. I think her thing was a lot of, like, leather
0: okay. stuff. All right. So bizarre. Because I was like, how did Stephanie McMahon become the champion and, oh, my God, nepotism? Yeah, she wasn't in,
3: like, a bikini or anything. It was, like, yeah. a full... Leather. Yeah.
0: All right, fine. So anyway, she held the record for 73 days. Um, and during this time, she became involved in a feud between the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. So Edge mm-hmm. and Christian cost her her the title and helped Ivory defeat her and by the way Ivory was part of a conservative based stable called Right to Censor which targeted Lita for her attire and moves so I also want to put a pin in that
1: Um,
0: and so she spent the remainder of the year in a storyline with would-be suitor that's a cute way to frame it Dean Malenko and they feuded through early 2001 when after a match where he helped her Matt Hardy kiss Lita beginning their on-screen relationship and turning their real life romance into a storyline but they're two years in here so let's just talk about the fashion here, which mm-hmm. is very evanescence. Um it's one hundred percent evanescence. And basically like tiny little baseball tees that are right below the breast. Yep. There's no way those stay in place. The thong above the baggy pants, the hardy boys looking fucking crazy as they do. We should
2: actually recreate this picture for our podcast. Can we? Actually, sure. Yeah. Can, who we'll wants, do it right after. To Thank you all so much.
0: I appreciate it so much. <laughs> who wants to be Lita?
2: <laughs> Mike should be Lita and yeah, we'll Mike's all be Lita. the Hardy Boys. We'll be the
0: Hardy Boys. One of us will be Dibs. Jeb Hardy. I'll, no, I want to be Paul Bearer. I don't even care. <laughs> just I don't like care. you He's in Ned the background as Paul Bearer. I just want to be Paul Bearer in the corner with the urn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just super evanescence and like mm-hmm. grungy industrial like post- rock bullshit it ugh. it's honestly the worst it's what if mountain, no one looks
1: good if no mountain
0: one. dew were clothing style <laughs> this is the mountain dew brand mm-hmm. right okay so i also have a bonus Matt hardy love slide um because i want us to be emotionally connected to this couple so i can later destroy us
1: i feel uncomfortable well yeah. i i mean i know his past and so <laughs> oh god okay all right well look I she looks some. like drew barrymore right there she, she does. does give
2: her a little hair uh, uh like flower hair clip yes yep.
0: so there's just a bunch of pictures of them like kissing and, and like, it's real life being in mm-hmm. love and it's real okay. life but it's also definitely kayfabe um all right so some highlights from 2001 2004 oh, no. oh god which one are you? oh the brawn panties yeah oh so in no. 2001 lita teamed with former enemy trish stratus in the first ever tag team brawn panties match uh, I put a photo of it because we always gloss over it
1: in know, a way last that, I'm time like,
0: that I'm like, I don't want to put it because it bums me out. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to make us look at this because it's so fucked. And it kind of, I feel like is relevant in a way um, to really f- appreciate and feel what these women have fought through physically yeah. Yeah, and emotionally. Good Lord. Um, it's very unsettling to me. So... All right. Then Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and Lita fought in a handicap match shortly thereafter. After Matt broke up with Lita and Kayfabe and then told Jeff the Hardy boys are finished. So they all fought one another. Um, and then at some point, Lena and Jeff Hardy have storyline injuries and they all reconciled. I don't know. Just worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Lita filmed a fight scene on the season finale of Dark Angel during and during the oh, rehearsal, yeah. <laughs> the stunt double she was working with dropped her and she landed on her neck and shoulders and oh she God. suffered three cracks or vertebrae, which required surgery. She then spent a year healing and would make appearances on Sunday Night Heat as a color commenter commentator and she was fired in 2003 by GM Eric Bischoff after she rejected his advances and request she pose for Playboy Ew. again normal very cool we oh. all like it my God! I know, it's, guys. There's so much. Again, oh, I'm really. I feel like I'm really. You're doing good. I'm speaking wise. at a clip. Today. Yeah, we got it. But we got it. We got to go. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you I see journeys. how many yeah. we got left. I don't know if you could hear, but Mike told me not to get cocky. All right, here we go. So Lita returned to save Trish from a beating at some point. Like that's when she came back. So Trish was getting the shit kicked out of her. She came back, yay, in November 2003. And then Lita and Matt were reunited when Hardy moved to Raw. And then Molly Holly interrupted Hardy as he was about to propose to Lita, which again is her hobby. So this led to an intergender match that Hardy and Lita lost to after Hardy refused to tag in. And then Hardy berated Lita for selfishly returning to Raw instead of SmackDown, claiming that this showed she cared more about the women's championship than about him.
1: Oh, for her oh okay I was like what's that's ha- my
0: I was yeah. like I know he's it's, your boy but what no, are you no not that? at that moment no yes so she fought uh, she also fought Victoria in the first ever women's steel cage match in WWE history Ooh, which that, I have photos yeah. of which mm-hmm. is very cool um, she's wearing like a maroon tank top and like cargo short things which I think is more in line with her actual style yeah um, she has like a mesh uh, t- it's very distillers if you know that band mm-hmm. um, so she started dating Christian Mm-hmm. And an on-screen thing because, uh, you know, Matt Hardy broke up with her in that mean way. And then uh, Trish Stratus started dating Chris Jericho. So remember when I mentioned that weird thing where Stratus overheard Jericho talking to Christian about who could sleep with their respective women yes. first? Yes. Yeah, this was Lita. Okay. Ooh. So uh, they did a battle of sexist thing and of course the women lost because there's no justice, even a sport where there's a predetermined winner. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so these are photos of them finding out about it and being generally bummed out and, like, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. stupid. Ugh, Kane. All right. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do Kane, because the two times I've talked about him, his shit is so fucking crazy, it's, and also he's a mayor,
2: And he's <laughs> so bizarre. That video of him, like, chasing down all the pallbearer dummies that we're going to put in our show notes, is he... He is borderline uh, like Lurch, <laughs> the character kind of, Lurch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of those guys who filed his teeth into points. Oh, like like Jaws style. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, all right.
3: His original character was a dentist.
0: Are you serious? What? I'm serious, yeah. <gasps> was a dentist?
3: Ivan Yankum DDS, I think. No. DDS? DDS, so he was
0: accredited at least. Yes. Oh, thank God he went to a standard university.
3: <laughs> Guys, we gotta keep going.
0: All right, well, this was your fault. So in April, 2004, Lita was reunited with Matt Hardy when Hardy attacked Kane to prevent him from harming Lita. So in the following weeks, Kane would assault Hardy and attempt to seduce Lita. At one point he kidnapped her and tied her up backstage. And then a few weeks later, she revealed on Raw that she was pregnant. (gasps) Yeah. So a week later, Hardy was gonna propose to Lita. I believe this is number three. Uh, And was interrupted by Kane who claimed to be the father. Two months later, Kane is officially declared the father. Hardy uh-huh. and Kane feuded for some months, which culminated in a death to his part match in August at SummerSlam, with the stipulation that Lita would have to marry the winner of the match. Have to. Kane won, and Lita reluctantly married him on Raw. However, she went on to constantly help his opponents during his matches. Yeah, she's wearing all black, like in a fucking widow outfit yeah, when she's she marrying Kane, and everyone else is in white, and she's in black, and she's sad, and he's like holding her by her face and hitting on her and she looks very upset all the time it's fucked up I don't like it oh yeah so what about the baby well she miscarried on a September episode when Gene Snitsky struck Kane with a chair and he fell on Lita this miscarriage led Lita and Kane to take revenge on Snitsky
2: oh at least she didn't give birth to a hand
0: at least (laughs) Honestly, wouldn't it be great if that happened twice? I,
2: <laughs> women keep
0: giving birth to hands in the ring. <laughs> Good God. We've got to stop these women from wrestling. Um, <laughs> so, bodies. Meanwhile, Trish Stratus referred to Lita as chubby during her pregnancy weight gain. Um, oh. So this began a particularly br- brutal mm-hmm. feud that I'm just going to gloss over. But it went on for a while and it was negative and I don't like it. Flash forward to May 2005. Lita helped Edge defeat Kane and revealed that she faked her knee injury, which made her a villain for the first only time in her career. Later that month, she claimed she filed for a divorce and and said things like Kane was the fourth grader in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That she would have not have to deal with things such as a sweaty body, the stupid little laugh he does, and the wedding band, their wedding ring being flushed down a toilet, which I basically think means she flushed it down a yeah. toilet. She then attempted to marry Edge on the June twentieth episode oh of Raw. This is a while later, but I'm skipping for uh-huh. continuity. Um, but the marriage ceremony was interrupted by a vengeful cane who emerged from beneath the ring. <laughs> my favorite move. Destroyed the ceremony, and as Lita and Edge escaped from the ring, uh, Kane tombstone their priest.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: So on the slide too, there's a photo of Kane when he finds out mm-hmm. Lita miscarried. And they have her set up in a hospital.
2: And it's just dark. All of this is dark. Well, they have her set up in a hospital bed with a fax machine behind her. I know. I was literally about to say fax machine or radio. It's so crazy.
0: All right. So now we're into the part where Mike told me. Mike recommended Lita for me based on this drama specifically because I love real world stuff. So buckle up. All right, so in real life, we know she's been dating Matt Hardy Mm -hmm. for six years. According to Lita, she felt disconnected because they were both in an on and off injured at different times and their bond was always wrestling and she knew they wouldn't last once their careers were over, but she loved him, so she stayed. Again, I read several articles about this from her point of view so that I could appropriately... Yeah. Dress it. So, Matt was injured and at home, and she started feeling some ways about Edge, who Mm -hmm. was married. Mm -hmm. But they had a lot of similar interests outside of wrestling, which she didn't really have with Matt Hardy. And she said, this is a quote, I know both of us were kind of like, this is about her and Edge. Oh, shit. You know, once we started to realize we were more than just bros hanging out and the hard thing that always has been with this time period is, you know, we realized we were going down a path we shouldn't. And I mean that by that as mentally, mentally. And then we'd kiss finally and freaked out. So she hurts her knee and she's like, bro, let's step it back. And he agrees. And then Edge leaves a message on her cell phone about his feelings, like a couple weeks later. And she listens and while Matt's there and oh, he's God. like, why is he calling? She's like, oh, he's checking on my knee. Oh, she tore her ACL at some point. Oh. I don't know if it got deleted or not, or I just skimmed over it. But anyway, she... Delete, delete. She she tore her ACL. Um, so then she said that she got in the car. This is like just so real. She got in the car and she didn't know where she was going and she just drove and then she decided she was going to go to her mom's house. So she called Matt and told him. And meanwhile, she's getting phone calls from Edge's wife like, fuck you, and saying mean shit to her and she's apologizing. She's saying like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this would happen, et cetera. It's very real. Damn. So then Matt Hardy finds out somehow is unclear. If she told him or she broke it off or whatever, it's not entirely clear, but he loses his fucking shit publicly. He posts all over his website. And I tried to find it, Mike, but it said Hardy somehow discovered the affair and publicized it with a numerous post to his website. And then Edge's wife eventually joined in to share her side of the story too. So it was just like crazy messy and terrible and like everyone felt bad. And then the, to make things worse, Matt Hardy gets fired. Oh, God. From the WWE. Mm-hmm. Because they said they didn't think it would work creatively. But everyone knew it was because of this. But as we know, WWE has like a really big problem with people posting controversial things yes, on their do. personal accounts, especially on their websites. Especially on their websites. social <laughs> the like, Yeah. Like, like, it's
2: like, what view was account the site.
1: website? Yeah. It yeah, exactly. has got
2: the, like the Halloween websites that have the little ghosts at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, all right.
0: So spoiler alert, Matt Hardy comes back to WWE and then he pitched turning the love triangle into a scripted storyline. Both Edge and Lita didn't want to do this, but wanted to let him process. And we're kind of like, we kind of owe him, like we're the reason he lost his job. And so like they agreed to do it and they did not want to. So from Lita, she said, we felt terrible he lost his job over this. So we made our bed and we have to lie in it. Oh Oh, no. Basically it was like, so he could have a job. I came to work and just did that story. So then. Matt and Edge face off a lot like with lots of claims that Matt's punches are too stiff so like he's actually Adrian, really yeah. beating the shit out of Edge when they're fighting and Edge later says that he let him do it because he knows he deserved it and also Edge won most of the matches because they wanted to continue making like like raising their profile and stuff yeah. so then the sex in the ring thing happens that Sarah talked about mm-hmm. but it gets worse It happened twice, Mike? Oh, my God. Well, it happened twice. Well, all right. So... Lita called the idea mortifying and later claimed she begged her friends and family not to watch the show that night. It could have been even worse because she alleged that Vince McMahon originally wanted her to do the segment completely naked because (gasps) Vince is an actual piece of shit brought to life by a mad Republican wizard. Oh my God. And I fucking hate this motherfucker. And I'm so glad that she stood her ground and didn't do that. Um, Yeah. And so... There was something else where, oh, God, I forgot half of it. Fuck. All right. Well, when he got, when Matt got let go, basically, he called. This is an important thing. He called into a WWE interview show that she was on oh, okay. and asked how she could do this. And she says she doesn't have to defend herself. She doesn't like that he had been cutting promos about their relationship to begin with. And then he kept trying to bring it into the world. And he was like, we're public people. Like why aren't we doing this? Edge is one of my best friends, but he kept calling him by his full name. He didn't call him Edge in the mm. call. Um, and then he wanted everyone to know why they broke up. And then she says he got fired because he wasn't professional about it. And he says he always put her in front of his career and then asked her what went wrong. She said, this is personal. And he kept pushing it. And then she walked off set. So, yes. Yeah. So I also wanted to mention that this is important And I'm sorry for the timeline f- failure But uh, WWE fans refused to ignore how fucked up this was And they would chant, we want Matt Whenever Edge or Lita were on screen um, Paul Heyman addressed the situation on E! CW uh, One night stands Screaming Hardy's name At Edge And over 15,000 people Signed a petition Demanding WWE Rehire Matt Lita also said She couldn't go to Meet and greets and, Or sign autographs For people anymore
1: Dang yeah.
0: Um. So then Yeah Like I said she He came back Ugh. Great So Lita on all of this stuff She said I get into a character version Of the thing On her relationship With Edge Because it just didn't Feel like a character It felt real It felt way too real But not in the okay Whatever so there's this portion of this that's real, being acted out and expressed in a completely different way than I actually feel. So it was very hard to come to work. So Lita and Edge date for about a year. She pretty much confirms that um, their start and the fact that they did the storyline and were a couple on the show ruined the relationship.
2: Yeah, I bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I assume he got a divorce. In yeah, he the- got a divorce, mm-hmm. and like they date. I mean, they were in love because, yeah. and she said that she was like, I felt. Terrible, and he felt terrible, and we both felt terrible because we didn't expect this to happen. We just yeah. had an emo- an actual emotional connection, and I was lacking that in my previous in my re- in my relationship, and so I just, I think that the thing that is so interesting is that we see these storylines and things about like real life, like for instance, I always think of um, AJ Styles and mm-hmm. Wendy, Wendy, yeah, where it's like you know who's your daddy etc yeah. and imagine if that were real and then they were acting it out on, on TV top of that. Mm-hmm. and then also you're seeing your ex like fake fuck the guy she left you for in a bed on yeah. in the ring like it's just all of it is so tragic and weird in this like very uh, it's yeah. so unsettling to me um, but I also like the fact that there is that she has talked about it pretty extensively because I mean cheating is terrible I think everyone can agree on that but it happens and also like we can all try and be human about it I guess or like understand why that it's not just like a one sided decision that is it, like, it's like it's very complicated and so I wanted to at least give that due diligence to her side of things because she has been so demonized and like Matt Hardy's wife calls her
1: like a whore regularly and stuff it's like really bad
2: mm. oh boy <coughs>
1: <coughs> it's also like the thing that's so crazy too about it is like that was literally all part of her career the fact that she had to do
0: that which too. is such Ugh. a fucking bummer um so as after lita decides to retire yep mm-hmm. november 2006 i think 2006 uh, after a final title match against her rival mickey james she lost so right before her retirement, though, she met guitarist Shane Morton, and they started dating, and then they formed a band called The Luchagores. What? That's... Um, she and the guy break up after two years, but the band stays together for six more, and they only cut one album, but they toured with no effects and Bad Religion, which is very funny um and so she continued to sporadically wrestle despite her retirement which seems to be a theme for wrestlers Mm -hmm. and she did some stuff for united wrestling federation um on the indie circuit in 2007 and mcw pro wrestling in 2017. um you can see here she kind of looks this is what she looks like now she's just super stunning um dark hair uh punk as fuck like all black all this stuff so it makes sense her trajectory um, she's also part time at WWE still so 2007 she's at Raw's um, just some highlights Raw's 15th anniversary special she teamed up with Trish and later that night had a backstage reunion with her ex-husband Kane who was the mayor of a small town mm-hmm. 2010 she appeared in a, in a segment with Pee Wee Herman because sure 2012 she appeared in the 1000th episode of Raw in an tran- intergender match against Heath Slater she won mm-hmm. 2014 she was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by friend Trish Stratus She Mm -hmm. was a trainer on season six of Tough Enough for like six months from 2015 to 2016. She was a writer and backstage producer for WWE. Cool. Uh, April 3rd, 2016, she unveiled the new WWE belt and retired the Diva belt. She was also the color commentator for the original May C- Young Classic in 2017. At the 2018 Royal Rumble, she was a surprise entrance. And I'm gonna show you that outfit. She's the Time's She's Up the one. She's the Time's Up one. <gasps> yeah, remember when that happened? She oh, comes out. That makes me so happy. I know, I, I, f- I feel tingly when I found that out. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. So she comes out and she she has like her hair dipped in red. So it's like kind of an homage to her old look. And she's wearing like a leather hashtag times up shirt with cargo pants. And it's just so fitting considering Uh her history with this company. And it's so nice. And I love her. Okay. Yes. So in September 2018, she announced she's going to be going up against Mickey James. So, like a month ago, uh-huh. Mickey James at Evolution. But then a month later, which is now, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James challenged Trish Stratus, who immediately cited Lita as her partner. So, they're going to do a doubles match, which is oh, really cool. exciting. And here's a picture of Trish and Lita being friends and looking over their shoulders in gowns. I love it. Yay. Yes. I like it. All right. So, miscellaneous legacy shit, and then we're done. <laughs> It's long. Lita was involved in the first two Raw main events featuring women. She has an autobiography that came out in 2003, uh, same year she founded the animal charity Amy Dumas. Operation Rescue and Education, or Adore. She's vegan. She was on The Dark Angel, as we know. She hurt herself. Fear Factor, The Weakest Link, WWF Superstar Edition, which is the most early 2000s thing ever. Yep. Uh, she also dated CM Punk from 2009, 2013, and then he cheated on her with AJ Lee, another wrestler. Whoa. Uh In May, she debuted as the host of a series for ASY TV web platform titled The UFO Show, where she <laughs> visits the UFO-themed locations and examines the culture around them. She also has a number of tattoos, which I always like to mention for fashion, because she has a three-eyed green gargoyle on her upper right bicep, the word punk on the inside of her lower lip, the word iconoclast written in Russian Cyrillic, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Letters on her lower back (laughs) neck. And in 2007, she got a sleeve on her left arm, which features Mexican skulls, one of which has the band Seven Seconds logo on his forehead. And that's it. (sighs) Whoa. Wow I feel
2: like we just like Uploaded so much info I know <laughs> I'm
0: just basically I'm sorry if that wasn't Interesting to listen to Podcast wise I'm just trying to Do her due diligence Because I feel like She got fucked over In the same way Trish Stratus did Yep And wow. I just I can't I know that like I know I talk for a long time. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Yeah, she's really fascinating. She's
0: fascinating, and all that wow. top, that Matt Hardy stuff is such a bummer. And I'm not saying she's blameless. It's just it's a it's still a it's just seems tragic all the way around. Yeah,
2: it's a big it's a big messy thing. Yeah. Well, guys, we gotta wrap this up because for sure. I know I know we're going way long. Um, That's my girl. I'm gonna save this for another time, but just be teased by the fact that my mother has clipped an article from uh the newspaper and mailed it to me with the note we saw this in the paper last sunday and thought of you enjoy and it's about the wrestling scene in tequila washington so yeah I' so will talk great. about that sometime soon and thanks mom for sending that yeah yeah thank uh, you yeah
0: i'm done talking so you guys go <laughs>
2: that's i mean that yeah that's it uh follow us on instagram if you want to see the looks we're talking about in the show we post um a few pictures and that's at kayfabpodcast and the same with our Twitter.
1: I will mm-hmm. respond.
2: Yeah. Uh, and uh, rate and subscribe, please. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll thanks. talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.